what you've heard. Be a pinball nerd. Come spread the word. Be a pinball nerd. If you don't, you're absurd. Be a pinball nerd. With the Pinball Nerds Podcast. Pin- You spin me right round, baby, right round like a record top. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 149 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name's Orville Albert, and how fitting is that song? Just like a pinball, you spin me right round, baby, right round. I guess like a record also, right? But I mean, come on, that was pretty close there. All right, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about the top 10 awesome things to do at Pinburg besides playing competitive pinball, okay? So, yes, a lot of us, I mean, most of us, pretty much all of us going to Pinburg are going for the competition other than the volunteers. And I want to start by thanking all of the volunteers and all of the organizers because that's a tough job and uh, myself and every other one of the 1,000 players, I guess 999 others of us coming need to take the time and energy to really thank you guys for doing all of your hard work and uh, just make sure the day that you're there, realize they're doing a really tough job and everyone's trying their their best to help you. So make sure that you're being respectful and uh, of course, enjoy yourself, but just be respectful of all the volunteers when we're at it, right? Because they're there doing this out of the kindness of their heart and uh, it's a tough thing to do to give up getting to play. Um, that's never happened to me. I've only organized two small little charity tournaments and I got to play in both of them. Um, but I can imagine it's a tough thing. I'm sure there's lots of people who would absolutely love to get to play in it, uh, but they know that they're uh, better suited to volunteering and helping out. So without further ado, let's get into it. So number one, there will be, I think there was three to 400 games that are set aside for Pemberg. Let's just say it was 400 games. I did see that there's going to be 1,500 pinball and video game arcade machines there. Now, I don't know if that in- includes the console area. There's a massive console area, so probably... I don't know if they go back to Atari and Intellivision. It'd be cool if they did. But if they don't, I'm sure they go back to at least NES, like regular Nintendo. So I'm really excited to go play, you know, the other eleven to 1,200 pinball machines there that... You know, you can't, you're not allowed to play Pemberg in between the rounds on the other machines, which makes sense because we're trying to get everyone, we're already there for several days playing pinball. We're not trying to extend it further, right? So, but I mean, there's going to be hundreds of other machines there to play. Um, I, I don't even know about hundreds. I don't know how many of the 1,100 remaining. I would assume at least 200 to 300 maybe extra pins. And then probably another 800, 700, 800 arcade machines, right? So this is a huge, huge thing. Even if you were not, even if you were just went to replay effects and you weren't playing the pinball, you'd still have a great time. Even if you, as a pinballer, if you didn't get in, there's still the intergalactic tournament and you better believe it. There's going to be some other fun, tiny little, maybe even non-IFPA tournaments that are maybe played for money or played for beers or played for loonies or I guess dollar bills. I got to get some Americano dollar bills. I never played pinball for bills before. That'll be neat. Um, Do you guys play for bills here? I don't know. Anyways, it'll be. I'm going to bring a lot of loonies. I think those will be um, more interesting to give someone, even though it's and it's worth less than an American dollar. So it might even be a good trade to make. Uh, number two, I am excited for 
I, I went on to, as I always do when I'm going on a trip, I go on to TripAdvisor and I looked at the, uh, there's a list of 150 things to do and ranks number one of all of them. This I was a little confused by, but hey, if it's, if Pittsburgh, Pittsburghonians, what are they called from Pitts, Pittsburghonites? If they, uh, if they say it's good, well, I guess it would mostly be tourists going on TripAdvisor. So what do they know? But anyways, however, of the 150 things listed on TripAdvisor to do, the bicycle Heaven Museum is number one. So I'd like to check that out. Many of you know that uh, I was an avid cyclist for years. I still enjoy cycling. I probably am going to upgrade from my hybrid to a tri-bike this year as I'm getting more into triathlons again and hoping to do that. Uh, I've completed well over 100 events in my life. Probably 10 of them were biking only events um, or even maybe like half a dozen of them. And then maybe there was, I think I've done now six, five or six triathlons. So I've probably done about a, a dozen bike events. And uh, for me to go check out a bike museum and just check out everything they have going there, that would be fun. I know that won't be a lot of people's cup of tea. So if you don't want to join me there, you could always come with me if you're coming to Pinburg, hopefully. Um, you could always come with me to the Pittsburgh Zoo and Aquarium. Okay, I am an animal lover uh, fan. Um, I just love all things nature and animals. And, uh, of course, as many of you know, I am hiking the Bruce trail, uh, where I plan on, uh, I want to do an entire pinball podcast, uh, within range of a rattlesnake, uh, cause that'll be cool. The whole Northern part, like the whole, I'd say 300 kilometers of the North end of the trail is scattered with Mississauga rattlers. So I'm pretty excited about that, but um, I absolutely love nature and I would love to see that. So these are the three that really stuck out for me. They were the Botanical Gardens. Um, it's called the Phipps. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's P-H-I-P-P-S, the Phipps Botanical Garden, the Pittsburgh Zoo, and Bicycle Heaven, where all awesome bicycles go to die. All right, so those are just three kind of to-do things that have nothing to do with pinball that I want to go check out. But some of them do have to do with pinball, like number three. So I want to go meet all these other podcasters. I want to go meet, um, uh, you know, there's going to be people there, like obviously Mike Dimas from the Canadian Pinball Podcast. Obviously, um, that'll be fun. I'll get to do some interviews with him. Um, I will get to chat probably with Jeff Teolis, hopefully. Uh, although I'm sure he'll be very busy running around doing interviews and playing himself, of course. So, um, but I'm really excited to, of course, meet the people I haven't met so far. Like, I've never met Mrs. Penn. That would be awesome. Uh, and her husband, Dr. Penn. If I could meet them, that would be really cool. Um, I'd love to read, uh, meet uh, Bruce or Ron from Slam Tilt. I think they're going. Pretty sure. Pretty sure they're going. Um, I know Martin uh, is going from um, Head to Head, so I'd love to meet him. Um, I don't think the special and lit dudes are going. They don't. I know. I know. I heard uh, Bill Webb say he doesn't nudge at all. I thought that was shocking. I'm probably going to do a podcast about that later this week, uh, entitled "The Top Ten Times You Should Nudge and Three Times You Might Not Want To." Because there is there definitely some circumstances you don't want to nudge. But I also think if you're a pinball player who doesn't nudge like at all ever. Geez, you are missing out on, like, that's why manufacturers put those different rubbers there and stuff. That's why you have those opportunities. That's why in competitive pinball, we move around the post to make it easier or harder to nudge, to choose, like, okay, can you bring this ball back from the frickin' dead or not, right? So, I mean, or can you slap save the thing to hell to prevent it from going down? And I think that manufacturers know, I, well, I know for, for fact, a fact manufacturers know and expect us to actually be slapping around the machine a fair bit, which is why we have, like um, Rob Knoll said, 
uh, and I did uh, on my last interview there, which has been doing really well. You guys have been enjoying that. He was saying they're on tall, spindly legs for a reason. We don't put them in cabinets. Like a Pac-Man, you don't want to be smashing around. It doesn't help the screen at all. Miss Pac-Man doesn't, you know, gobble up any extra ghosts by smacking it. However, I can tell you probably on the average ball, I get, I would say at least, at least I have, have one of 10 circumstances that cause me to have to nudge the, the machine. At least, albeit slightly or gently, one direction or another, even if it's just to help the ball get up and over a flipper pass or just do something simple like trying to nudge it gently to get it into the right in lane at the top to score some extra points, right? Like your skill shot. So, or even just to get a couple extra bounces in the pops, but that's a, that's a podcast for a whole nother day. So um, I'm really excited to meet all these podcasters I haven't met. Uh, I don't know if the slap save dudes are going. I've only really listened to the first two of them. I want to get back there because I know they're up to episode eight or nine. I want to check that out. Um, Loser Kid, I've got to listen to them and see if they're going to be coming. And then I know there's lots of other podcasts out there. There's like 35 of them. Um, the Riptide Girls, I think Crystal, uh, she's going to be going, and uh, the, the the Princess Queen, the the Prince, I forget, anyways, Stephanie Geiger, I think they'll be going, I would assume they love uh, competitive pinball, so I think they'll be there. Um, anyways, K- Kaneda won't be going because he doesn't like competitive pinball, um, but uh, man, if I live there that close, I don't even know, how close is New York City and Pittsburgh? I don't even know where Pittsburgh is, probably shouldn't admit that. I'm going to look on a map today. I know it's like somewhere not that far from me because I'm like two hours from Detroit. So like, I don't know. I am I think it's like six hours. Like Chicago is like four and a half or five hours from here. I don't know. It's it's somewhere between Ohio and is it going towards Philadelphia? I don't know. It's so, I'm going to find it. And that's part of the joy of this is I've never been to Pittsburgh before. And that's going to be just incredible. So some of you may know I used to host a craft beer show called The Brews Brothers. You can feel free to go on to YouTube and type in The Brews Brothers, Rogers TV London, and that will let you find one of the episodes. You'll see kind of an overweight dude with a big beer belly and a giant beard, and he sounds just like me. But his name on there is Bert the Craft Beer Geek instead of Orbital Albert. Yes, I like to have funny little silly names. Anyways, on that particular show, uh, I talked all about how much I love craft beer. And I still love craft beer, but pinball's kind of my new craft beer. It's kind of taken over. I can't see myself going back and hosting another craft beer show, but I would love to host a pinball show. And this is where we're going to take the two-minute timeout. So I just wanted to stop for a second and mention... Tonight, I will be going live for my very first time ever doing pinball, and that's going to be on the Gamma Goat Twitch channel. Okay, so that's Ian Howard's Twitch channel. Uh, you can look onto my Pinball Nerds Facebook group to see where I've shared it there, or his Gamma Goat Radio Facebook page to see where he shared it. And you can also, um, I'll also be sharing it on my regular Facebook page if you don't have Pinball Nerds as well. So, But most importantly, head over to Twitch, find Gamma Goat, it's obviously under the pinball. If you just type pinball, it'll come up as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, but you should add him. We're going to be playing live at 6 p.m. Eastern. And guys, I'm so nervous for this. I was just playing skateball for about an hour, and I was I smashed down on the, the, the machine because I was so upset that I just couldn't get a good score. And I think it's because I'm nervous. Which is weird because it's like it's not for IFPA points, you know. This isn't this isn't like I'm not nervous like I was trying to press F five tons of times to get into Pimberg, but I'm a little bit nervous for this. So we'll see. Anyways, it should be great fun. Ian is expected to beat me. Uh, I'm gonna head up to Pinburg a little bit or er, Pinburg. I'm gonna head up to Pin Pinup Bar a little bit early, 
and play some pinball there. Um, but it should be a very, very fun time. So yeah, be sure to join in and watch that stream. And of course, if you're hearing this past today, which is Wednesday, I should know this, March the something, fifth, sixth. Uh, it's the Wednesday of the first week of March. If you're watching this not live tonight or hearing this not live or today, you can always go back on this Twitch channel and watch us playing. That way, if you're one of my listeners who I don't actually know and you're curious what I look like or to see if I'm actually an okay pinball player, I'm just talking smack all the time, you can go check that out. So, um, and another thing here, I didn't even mention this and I was just remembering this, uh, Mike Primo from Path of Play, which is a great organization out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada here, just up the 401. They have announced, and I can see the, re uh, the retweet right here from uh, Deadflip, saying, wow, Replay FX, we will have a sensory area for attendees with autism. Thanks to Path of Play for setting this up. So, yeah, just, just like Jack was saying here, I am so stoked that Path of Play and, and this awesome charity from Canada is going to get to come to Replay FX and have this sensory deprivation area i don't know if that's the right term but it's a, it's a lower sensory area for people with autism i'm assuming and uh and and probably anyone else who really feels like maybe they're on that spectrum some way shape or form that just needs i guess uh, a little bit of a timeout or something so i'm really excited about that and i'm glad they're doing that and cheers to you mike and everybody at path of play for doing that that's so great to see that happening all right number five Oh, sorry, number four, I was explaining this with the craft beer, and then I went off topic as per usual. Okay, so number four is all the craft breweries there. These were the three that I read about that stuck out in my mind. Grist House Brewing, East End Brew Co., and Roundabout Brewers. So those are the three that I read about that sound really good. Uh, Trip Advisors were saying those ones were kind of the ones to check out. But of course, I'll do some more research, and uh, I don't know, is there craft beer at Pemberg? I hope I don't get down there. It's not just like Budweiser, Budweiser Light, Coors, Coors Light, Coors Banquet Extra Light, Extra Extra Coors Light. And it's like, oh, which beer would you like? And I'll be like, hey, I think I'm going to have a double Ryan Ginger. Um, because that's what I do. If I get to places that don't have craft beer, I'm not going to complain about it. I'll just have a screwdriver or a Ryan Ginger or um, if it's a really good whiskey, maybe just have that on the rocks or even neat. Right? So... Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about that. So if you are a craft beer fan and you're going to be at Pimberg, please hit me up, message me, let's hang, let's go out. Uh, number five, finally meeting my pintern, Chris. So yeah, that Chris is my pintern, the world's first pintern, and best, and best as he remembers to remind us. Um, Chris is going to be uh, uh, going to Pimberg. He is on the wait list, but I'm confident he's going to get in. At the worst case scenario, like I said, if he doesn't get in, he'll have more time and energy to help me with interviews because that's a big part of what I'm going to be doing. But it'll just be nice to finally meet Chris, to shake his hand, play some pinball with him, take him out for some beers that he certainly deserved after all the work he did at the Texas Pinball, or sorry, after all the work he did at the Louisville Arcade Expo and all the hard work he's going to be doing at the Texas Pinball Fest. So this Friday, hopefully around 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Chris and I are going to be doing a live phone call. It's finding out how many of the missions that I gave him he was able to beat and just giving us a little bit of ear to the ground uh, about how much he enjoyed the expo and how much he's getting excited for Texas Pinball Fest. All right, number six, meeting 
my pinbassadors, meeting my buddies who are ambassadors to this awesome sport collection, hobby, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I want to meet like, you know, Bowen and Escher and Elwin. Well, wow, that kind of sounded good. Bowen and Escher and Elwin, oh my. Bowen and Escher and Elwin, oh my. Um, and Colin McAlpine, um, he was just on head-to-head -head pinball. Uh, what a great job you did on there, Colin. I'm not quite done the whole thing. I got about 30 minutes left. But uh, just listening to Colin talk about setting up the Texas Pinball Fest tournaments and uh, how they're, you know, I know the Classics is growing and they only had room for like 160 people, but now they've got like almost that many people on the wait list. So they're going to grow and expand next year. And that will be the year that I will be going. Hopefully next year in 2020, you will see this pinball nerd right here at Texas Pinball Fest. So yeah, I'm just excited to meet all these, you know, um, all the cool pimbassadors out there. Like I, Steve Bowden, I would, I, you know, I would love to meet him. I would love to meet just so many awesome rad pinball players, pinball pimbassadors, and just, you know, uh, people like, I don't know how many of the artist type people, like, I don't know if Steve Franchi's, or sorry, Chris Franchi's going, um, that would be really nice to see him there. I don't know if how many of the other designers and coders and, and uh, I think I was thinking of Steve Ritchie, uh, obviously, but like, I don't know if, you know, I don't know how many of those people are going, but I think any of them, if they're there, I would love to meet them, of course. And that brings us to the next topic, just seeing Pittsburgh itself or Pittsburgh itself. I've never been to Pittsburgh. I'm also a bit of a foodie besides being a craft beer nerd. And I will be, you can bet your bottom bonnet, I'll be going to get the best burger in the Berg, okay? So I'll be doing the Berg's best burger, and I'll probably have to go to two or three burger spots to find the Berg's best Berg, right? So we're going to check it out. Best Berg and Berg. That's a podcast right there. All right, number seven. Uh, sorry, number eight. I'm going to be staying, hopefully, maybe, possibly, even though I hear there's lots of fun happening in the hotels between after parties and people setting up pinball machines, but my plan is to find a weird, strange, obscure Airbnb not too far away that's not too pricey. Uh, but I might just be staying in a hotel. We'll see. Number nine is the road trip with Joe Stanzik and Mike Dimas. I'm just stoked to have a cool road trip with these guys. They call it the journey. Sometimes just getting there, the journey is the most fun. Um, and just thinking about not even just the journey of getting there, but all the things that lead up to that and the planning and the the excitement that you have of something like this. Um, when I was a kid, I got to go to Disney World. My mom wanted to wait until my sisters were kind of old enough to enjoy it, but not that I was so old. Now, I was in grade 11, and honestly, I had more fun in, in the time and energy in the months leading up to it and the anticipation than I actually did going to Disney World. Like, the rides at Disney World aren't even as cool as, like, Canada's Wonderland, to be honest. I mean, the themes are cooler, but like they're not, you know, the straight down hills aren't as big or like as, as much as even a much smaller, like a Cedar Point or something, right? So, you know, I, I found out in later years, it was the anticipation of going to this that actually got me the most excited. And number 10, drum roll, please. This is a big announcement. I'm very excited for this. And maybe I'm taking on more than I can chew, but... I'm going to be doing everything within my power to be interviewing 100 people. Now, of the 100 people, perhaps the hardest interview to get, and the one that I would like to get to maybe the most, would be the Doug Polka interview, because 
Doug organizes the event, is the main tournament director, and I believe is probably the most busy person, or one of the, I'm sure all of them are, uh, but I would love to get to do an interview with Doug. I would love to get to interview, you know, another 99 players. Now, that being said, I am going to be hanging out at Ian Howard's house tonight, the Gamma Goat himself. I might just snag an interview there. I don't know if we'll have time. We're going to be putting the podcast front and center first, or sorry, the live stream front and center, and a podcast secondary if we can. But right there, that would be Pemberg interview number one. So, yeah, I want to interview maybe maybe five to ten people who have previously been to Pemberg leading up to Pemberg, asking them about it, and some tips for me my first time and what I can expect. And then uh, at the actual event... I myself would like to do interviews with anywhere from 30 to 50 people over the five days. And whether that's just like a five minute quick interview with someone I just played with who just smoked me, you know, or that's talking to the people who get to the finals. But I don't just want to interview a, a, a division and B division. There's going to be lots of people interviewing those people. I want to interview all the way down to C, D, and E. You know, the youngest Penberg uh, player to make finals, the oldest Penberg player to make finals, um, someone who's brand new to pinball. This is their first year playing. They have no IFPA track record, and they somehow made a finals in E or D. You know, I want to I want to look for those cool, fun, small stories like that. That maybe I'm going to be honest. I'm brand new to the podcasting game. I've only been doing this for f- not even four months now. So, or sorry, no, just four 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 months and five days. So I've only been doing it for four months. So I'm probably not going to get like maybe the big interviews with the best players or. That sort of thing. I'm going to try for you guys. I'm going to try. But at the very least, we're going to hear from lots and lots of mini, just mini interviews. Even just like, are you enjoying Pemberg? How's it going? Is this your first time? How many years you've been coming for? That sort of thing. With at least, I'm going to go for at least 50 or so players myself. And then I'm hoping possibly Chris, my pin turn, can pick up the slack and do maybe another 30 or 40. And maybe between... Now, that's a lot of work to be asking Chris. I don't know... Who knows? We'll see. But I'm going to do my best. The goal is 100. If I don't hit the goal, that's okay. So what if I only get 60 or 50 or, or 75, right? Um, yeah, that would just, that, that about sums it up. But I'm just really excited for Pinberg, and I can't wait to come play. Until next time, guys, eat, sleep, breathe. Pittsburgh, Pinberg, Pinball.